Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. By the way, before we start this conversation, I got to tell you that this interview is being sponsored by Total Wireless. There's never been a better time to go to Total Wireless. Total Wireless. Total confidence. Okay. Hi, beautiful human. Sanchez is here. Dan's here. Yo. We welcome you to the studio. Lau. Hey. What up? Woo. By the way, back to the studio. We have so much to cover because uh, this album spoke to me unlike any of the other records you've ever put out there. I appreciate that. Thank you. This album completely and totally is honest and it's raw and it's transparent and you bring your emotions to life and your feelings to life in completely unique ways. I appreciate that. And, and by the way, like it's it, it's completely evident in just the visual marketing behind the album. <laughs> the different shades of you. Yeah. Is genius. Uh, I appreciate that. How how did you who came up with the rainbow idea? This concept that you and colors, yeah, should exist and tell this story. Well, I mean, basically, when I was making the album, I was like, okay, there's so many different sounds, so many different vibes, like so many different like moods, and so I wanted to find a way to like represent that, but not do it in a way that was like super abstract. I wanted to find a way that made it also kind of funny. So it was like this whole idea of like creating. The one-man boy band <laughs> with all these different aspects of who I am. Like, pretty exaggerated personalities. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos in like, oh, the yeah. series we created. Oh, yeah. Where it's like they're all sort of fighting as, you know, emotions and personalities within yourself do. You know, it's like I think at any moment, at least for me, especially when it comes to the internet, you're like, okay, do I show this side of myself or this side of myself? Like, blah, 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 blah. And this whole thing was just about, like, embracing all of it. So... The series is like all of them kind of like trying to work together and there will be a nice happy ending to it. So, the, yeah, the, where it works out. The boy band is you. Yeah. And it's your feelings trying to live in harmony with one another. Exactly. To make it through in this world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When you're creating or when you look back at, do you come up with the colors after the album's already done? I mean, it was kind of partway through it. Yeah, the color thing came partway through it. Um, just sitting down with a couple of my friends who we do like a lot of the creative stuff together, you know, music videos, visuals, like um, all that. So, do you assign songs colors? Sort of. Like some of the, like basically we shot videos for every single song, not even like full on music videos. Like some of them are just, we're calling like quote unquote visualizers, whatever. You know, when you see on YouTube like official audio mm-hmm. as opposed to official music video, it's like something more interesting than just a photo. So, we literally 21 songs, every song has a visual, some will have two. And what you'll see is like a certain song has a mix of different moods or different personalities and they're both in the video or three of them are in the video or it's just one of them in the video. So it is, they're sort of assigned. What is that experience like listening back to these records and having to assign a mood? Or do you go back to when you were crafting them because you had to have been somewhat connected to that mood when you were making the song to begin with? For sure. It was sort of like, yeah, it was sort of like this analysis process where I would be like, and I noticed there was a lot of hopeless romantics still. Just the blue one with my old hair. I, I literally got a wig made with my old hair. So it was pretty extra. Is that like um, traumatizing? It's very weird. <laughs> Putting it on is very weird. And it doesn't really, look, it, like at times, it doesn't look that realistic, which I think is actually funny. But um, yeah, just kind of going back and analyzing and thinking about it. And actually, in making the visuals, it actually solidified it more in my brain. Like, um, wait, I forget. Can I curse? Is this yeah, thing, you're cool. cursing. So there's like boy is one of them he's an orange and then the other one was existential and there's a song on the album it's a song called tell my mama that is like the beat is very you know like sort of trappy like kind of like like 
boy vibes, but then the, the message is actually quite existential, you know? So it's kind of like them both interacting in this room. It is. I so, mean, you're um, apologizing to your mom. I mean, that's how it sounds yeah. to me. Are you actually mm-hmm. apologizing to your mom? It's somewhat about that. It's also somewhat like me owning up to the ways that I've sort of been living recently that aren't the healthiest and sort of this being like, you know, remind my mom if I love her because I'm so busy doing this thing that maybe I don't do that enough kind of thing. And doing things that your mom wouldn't approve of. Yeah. So. It's a cool record to put out there. We appreciate it. Believed. Is that blue love? For sure. Because it's totally you yeah. thinking about what could have been if you... Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's That was a song kind of reminiscing about when I moved out of New York to come here to LA. And yeah. I was kind of coming out of this relationship and there was that lasted for like four years and... Um, I don't know, even if something's not right, I'm the type of person where I always look back and I'm like, what could it have been? Like, did I make the mistake? Like, I do that with every relationship that I get in. I'm just like, I get stuck in the past and it's kind of pathetic, but that's what I do. Where are we at here? Do you feel like you've made a mistake? No, 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 no. Yeah, I made the right decision. Yeah, just like going in different directions and stuff, so. Do you realize that after you write the record or before? That one was... That one was sort of in the middle. That one was sort of like, like you have different moods on different days. Like some days I'm totally fine. And then some days I'm like, if you're feeling down on yourself and you're beating yourself up, you're like, maybe I should have stayed in this situation. You know, I don't know if you kind of feel that way sometimes. Totally. It just depends on like how confident you're feeling and how positive you're looking at yourself. You know, like I feel like when you don't look at yourself well, you feel like you need other people to fill that space. So at least I do. And then you get into this weird place of like, you're, you're f***ed up now, but like, what could have happened if you did something different that you wouldn't have been in this situation? I under- Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of self-analyzing that builds this yeah. album. <laughs> it's a lot. But it's it, a lot. It, but it, 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 as somebody listening to it, because I understood myself a little bit better after listening to it. Oh, hell yeah. And really soaking in these songs and what they actually mean. You, uh, you got in touch with your inner boy yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't have one of those I was, I everybody wish. has a little, bit, yeah, a little got bit. A bit of it i'm looking for my orange i Let's got no go. boy. <laughs> that was like the most annoying character to play because you would there's so many people in the crew who don't know me you know what i mean there's like a whole production crew ad like blah 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 art department and like we're shooting it and i have to go and play the most honestly the most annoying piece of character that there is <laughs> And it's just like you hate yourself and you're like, people must think I'm such a like they must be like, you suck. So, um, yeah, you sort of hate yourself playing that character. But that is that an exaggerated part of who you are? Or Very things- exaggerated. Super. Like, I feel like everybody has a little bit of that. I don't know. I believe so. And and um, it's sort of like that ego based thing, you know, and it's like I think at moments when I'm really hyped. Like, I think that little bit of that ego comes out and I'm like, haha. <laughs> but it's not really like the person you want to be. You're like, ugh. So <laughs> when's the last time you had an ego flare? Oh, uh, I don't know. You know what I've been doing lately? I don't know if it's as much ego flare, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like I've been kind of arguing a little bit here and there, in a very like spirited debate, respectful kind of way about. How after I put this album out, I have so much music and, and like, I don't want to, I don't want to like come and like, you know, overshadow all this music, 21 songs, but I have so much more music and it's just like speaking to me so much. And I'm like, I just want to put it out and I just want to put it out. And there's so much like strategy behind everything. And sometimes I'm like, I just want to be in a place where I'm like, make a song next day, put it out, make a song next day, put it out. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like my life exactly right now. 
And I think when I get really in that zone, like sometimes I'll have like, I'll send like last night, I sent like this super long winded series of texts to my managers. They're, you know, they're in New York, so they're sleeping. You know, it's like 12 o'clock for me here in LA. And it's like 3 a.m. I'm like, I know you guys are sleeping, but blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I know I'm right. Like, I know I'm right. You know what I mean? Like, I get really intense about it sometimes. I get it because nobody knows your art. And this, this music is you, mm-hmm. right? So nobody knows you yeah. better than you. Mm-hmm. But also, you're in a unique position, right? Like, yeah. you're kind of an independent artist still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you do call the shots. Yeah. No matter who wants to do strategy or what, like no, you're, totally, you're the boss man. But then at the same time, I like to, you know, be smart or try to be smart and trust the people around me and empower them to do what they do best. You know what I mean? Because like I'm not, I'm not. I try to stay as far away from the business as I possibly can. You know, like I don't. I used to try to do the thing where I try to meet every person at every label and every A and R and every manager and so on and so forth. And I'm like, I'm just trying to focus on the music and you know, living a life, like a real life outside of the business. And I think, you know, I'm like, okay, well, these people every day, their job is to be, yeah. you know, creating opportunities, honing in opportunities, like doing everything on my behalf. So I try to like also trust them, you know, because what's the point if I don't? But, you know, it's like this fight a little bit. Well, it's your job to live life and then yeah. craft art around it. Yeah. And when you live life, you want to get it out there. Like this album, when was this finished? Um, it was totally finished. Um, honestly, we well, let me think. We just finished... Like the mixes and masters and stuff like honestly not even that long ago i feel like it was like a month or two ago or something like that i had kind of known what songs were going to be on it and i was kind of finishing production and stuff like that for a while but yeah Zach Sang Show. yo i'm sorry to interrupt but if you watch often you know the drill it's time for asu if you're considering going back to school ask yourself the following questions do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule do you got college credits that you need transferred do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university if you answered yes to any of those questions arizona state university could be the perfect school for you arizona state university offers over 200 highly ranked degree programs 100 online you're going to earn the same degree that you would on campus from wherever you are Plus, you do it on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online, they accept most transfer credits. If you want more information, text Zach to 35517. You really should learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU Online degree programs, text Zach to 35517. That is Zach to 35517. Zach Sang Show. When is the song finished for you emotionally? Like, when can you finish that's a good, that's one? That's good question. Definitely depends on the song. I feel like some songs I would do so many versions of. You know, like, for example, Modern Loneliness, which is my favorite song on the album. I started it just on piano and then tried so many different productions. And then you get to a point where you just, if you really trust yourself, you know when it's not right. And you know when the song is not being dressed the right way or whatever, complimented the right way. And it takes so much. And then you eventually get to a point where, like, you you know, there's always things you can change more, like, Blah, 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 like, turn this, like, change this kick sample, turn the snare up, blah, 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 whatever. But you're, like, when the emotion is accomplished and you think that people, it gets across what you're trying to say, then I think, like, you're good, you know? Do you go to somebody else to get an emotional gauge or? Yeah, I definitely trust a lot of my friends around me and, you know, my team. And I play it for other artists as well and just see how people, you know, react and stuff. Never alone, but always depressed. Mm-hmm. So true. And that's something that plagues everybody within Generation Z, the millennial generation. Yeah. I mean, 
it's it's actually wild to think about yeah. that you could have so much and so many people a few taps away. Yeah. But still feel so isolated. Yeah, and how you can know so many people but not really know how they're doing or what really know them as a person, you know? Um, because I think everybody, there's a few things. Everybody's so busy and they run into so many people and you like to think you have friends or, I don't know, there's so much like in L.A. You're like, oh, I know this person who can get me into this restaurant and like blah, 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 all this stuff. It's like, it's really sweet, but like how often do you take the time to get to know them and like their childhood struggles and like the things that really make you human and I think because we're so focused on is making as many connections and reaching people and people trying to get famous and like viral moments and being ex- whatever, like getting likes on Instagram. Like there's so much like all of this noise that gives you a dopamine rush as if like as like any drug would. And it feels good in the moment. But then when you're left really alone with yourself, you're like, I feel so alone. Like, I don't know. Like, who can I really talk to on a real level, you know? What type of rush do you get from social media? Because you are beautifully <laughs> honest. Yeah. But I feel like what fuels it for you has changed over the years. Yeah. I feel like it's such a, I hate it so much sometimes, but I, obviously, like, the ego, the f- boy gets fed. Orange. Orange gets fed <laughs> when, um, I keep saying it, orange gets fed when, you know, when you post something and it gets, like, crazy amount of likes or crazy amount of comments and like wow people care about me like oh i'm so cool like blah 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 blah. and it's like i hate, I hate even talking about it because it feels like so stupid and i feel ashamed of it but then i post something else and no one really cares and you're like okay like you just feel bad about yourself because it's all relative you know it's all relative you know whether it's having 300 followers or having 1 million followers or 10 million followers and whatever it is you know it's all just like you start you start to get used to a certain level of people interacting with you and then when it's like not there you just feel a little like is there something wrong with me you know you just, I don't know and it's like I place too much I think I place too much of my self-worth into the hands of what other people think of me but, which is like something I need to work on but like you're beautifully honest on Instagram and I feel like that I don't know from somebody who consumes the content you put out there it seems like there was a turning point for you on Instagram where you cared about what you post and then you just became yourself. Yeah. And I f***ed with it. For sure. But then, you you know what I see? And no disrespect, because I get human nature, sex sells. It's like, I'll post a selfie and like, where I like feeling myself and I look good and I'll get, let's say like 150,000 likes and then I'll post something like deep and meaningful and then I'll get like, whatever, 70,000 likes. And you're like, ah, like nobody cares about like really what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but 70,000 people still cared. I know, that's true. And it's like, then I feel stupid because I'm taking that for granted. I don't know, it's so relative and crazy. And that's why like, I feel like this year I've kind of tried to, I'm like trying to step back and I don't know, focus less on that stuff because that is all ego focused and that is all self-centered and that doesn't do anything for anyone else. Me complaining about that or feeling that way. So it's like trying to step away from that, focus more on, the music, becoming a better artist. I've been writing every single day. I mean, not every single day, but probably five times a week, making so many songs, even though the album is about to come out, making the next project and the next project and the next project, trying to spend as much time with my friends, working on this foundation I made called the Blue Blue Boy Foundation, trying to do things that are outside of myself and not so ego-focused, just because, like, I don't... You don't get real happiness from that other side of it at all, you know? You're living a lot of life, and that's why you're making a lot of music. So... Have you closed the door on these songs yet? Like, is this, these are stories that are already told and out there. Not yet, but in your brain, you've already moved on. Um, I feel like a lot of them are, like, like, a lot of them are continuous. Like, modern loneliness is so continuous for me. And even drugs and the internet is so continuous for me. It's this constant 
back and forth struggle and um but some of them yeah like a little bit of moments and i think that's why i released a lot of them as i made them you know because i think nine or ten songs mm-hmm. are out and it's like sad forever was such a moment for me where i was really not doing well and it marks that time and changes was my song to process from when i wasn't doing well to when i finally got better and like kind of that to me like encapsulates that whole process but you know there's certain songs that I think we're definitely a moment for me, but then I kind of move on. You held back songs that are powerful that you've saved for yeah. the full no, release no, totally, of this album. Totally. Like, there's a lot here. I mean, one, there's so much to cover. I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Sweatpants yeah. is phenomenal. What? Oh, so you didn't begin yet? No, I mean, dude, we're in. Dude, he has 21 songs. I understand. Yeah, I know that. But sweatpants, they're all great. And they I think all this have... is going to be a deluxe. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually not kidding. I think. I think. I don't know. A Target exclusive. There's like more. Yeah, more songs. More songs. No, there's a few songs that I love that I just listened to a few days ago. And I was like, how are these not on the album? And I'm like. It's, I don't know. When did you know it was time to close the door on adding more songs or swapping things out, though? It was going to be 15. That was my magic number. And I remember being in my manager's office, and we were going through, and we were arguing about which songs were good enough. And I was, like, so offended when, like, somebody was like, I could take like, take it or leave it. And I was like, no, no. That song's going to be on the album. <laughs> this song's, and it was this whole thing. And then it was, like, 16, then 18, then 20, and then 21. And it was just like, okay. What song did you fight the hardest for? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, I would have to look at the track listing. I feel like all the ones that made it, I didn't actually have to fight for. Those are the ones we did all kind of agree, you know? I think. Out of the 21, <laughs> you didn't fight for one? I think maybe the one that people were like, okay, this one's a little weird, was Billy. That song is super weird. Yeah, it's a weird song. I was going to ask about that. Who's Billy? <laughs> yeah, that's my who dog. Is Billy? Oh, that's <laughs> <your> dog? <laughs> my dog. His name's Billy. <laughs> this song's about your dog. So... I don't even really know what that song's about. It was one of those songs that I just subconsciously just flew out of me one day in the studio. I'd like to think it's a fantasy song wrapped up in this bow of, like, it's about my dog, and the visual has, like, me and my dog. Um, Because it was right after I got him, and he was, like, a little baby and all that. But then it's also somewhat autobiographical, but not really, because, like, there's lyrics, like, Billy grew up in a trailer. Like, I didn't grow... I can't pretend like I grew up in a trailer. Like, that's just a fantasy line, you know? But but dude, to all the people yeah. <laughs> who were mean, he channeled your energy. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. Like I felt like you know, like making music as a kid. I sometimes I felt like people didn't really like care, which is totally fine because I was making bad music. Like I wasn't making good music, and so why should people care? But I think it was like I just channeled that, and I was like, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. You know. So. But by the way, that is true. Like yeah. when people tell you you suck, or like nobody gives a shit about what you're doing, s- certain people like it does the opposite. Some mm-hmm. people could get discouraged. Yeah. And then other people are solely motivated. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, now I'm thinking about my dog and, like, my dog is me, but just from a different perspective. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You and Billy I are one. You. I feel you. I feel you. That's such a thing. When you look at, people always talk about, like, when you see, a, you know, a person walking their dog, they're like, how much you see them being the same, you know? And it's like, sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes you do see it. And I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like me and Billy are very similar. I understand this. Yeah. Have you played the song for Billy? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really know. Actually, yeah, we shot the little visualizer together. The visualizer is me and him, like, we're on a green screen, and it's just, like, literally a one-take thing of, like, me sitting, singing some of the song, playing with him. He gets distracted, runs off the screen. I'm like, Billy, 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 Billy. He comes back, and then we're playing again, and I'm chasing him around. He's chasing me around. It's really fun, so. It's pretty cool. (laughs) How, how did Canada come about? Because, I mean, Alessia Carr is from Canada, so that's yes, a pretty... Yes, yes. Um, so that one was really funny. I was um, 
dating somebody at the time and they sent me a screenshot um, from Twitter randomly that was like, it was like a trending topic that said, studies show if you're looking for the best quality of life, you should live in Canada. Mm. So like we were in that phase of relationship where it's like, oh, like everything's so good and like let's just escape together and build our own world. So I was like, it was actually at the time I was writing um, with an artist named Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know if you guys know her, mm-hmm. but she's amazing. And, um, and um, I was just like, let's make a song about moving to Canada. It was just this wacky kind of thing. And then, um, you know, the song needed another kind of perspective. And, and then I had, you know, met Alessia a couple of times and then I hit her up and we had this like FaceTime where we kind of just talked existentially about life. Cause I think we were both kind of going through an interesting time with like the stress and the anxiety and the touring and so on and so forth. I sent her the song, she loved it. And then she wrote her verse and it was amazing. And, um, yeah. And then she just killed it. So, by the way, a lot of people have said at one point in their life, if you live here in America, that you want to move to Canada. For sure. There's this know. idealism, you know? Yeah. yeah. Free healthcare. Free healthcare. Nicer people. There's m- moose. People are really nice there. You know, I've only spent limited time, but they are very nice. Extraordinary people. Yeah. Very clean country. A lot of good music coming out of there. I mean, oh. you got Drake. Bieber, Party Next Door. Alessia Cara, Sean Mendes. Yeah, Sean Mendes. I forget about how many there are. And the crazy thing is, the government supports the artists. Yep. CanCon. Yep. Like the, the tax These breaks. Are like grants that they have and stuff. Totally. It's really cool. We're on the radio uh, in pretty much every city in Canada. Oh, really? Um, okay. And yeah, we have to play a certain amount of Canadian artists. Let's go. So they promote the music I perfectly. I love that. And Alessia Carr is amazing. She's about to host the Juno Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so excited. And that means they're going to have to play Canada, especially because Alessia Carr is on it. That's going to become a Canadian hit. <laughs> it, it, I mean, Canada's no- also got a great national anthem. Oh. Let's go. I actually forget how it goes. Oh, you want to sing it for he you? He brings yes. it up whenever he can. Oh, my God. What's oh, your problem? Canada. Oh, Canada. Why are you doing that? I won't torture you guys. <laughs> no, that, that's not, that does sound familiar. I love that. <laughs> Probably better than our national anthem. <laughs> Actually, why would I say that? I'm like, I'm going to be just like destroyed by everybody from America. You're in red, white, and blue. It's okay. That's true. You <laughs> purpose. You're representing. The, you're the most American I've seen you. I mean, this is, yeah, it's very Literally red, white, and blue. You're right. Patriotic. Who, are you nervous when you get Alessia's verse back for the song? Because she's taking essentially like, right, like 90% of it that's already done. And then she has mm. to now like, figure out the rest of these puzzle pieces. I mean, I think anytime you get something back, you're like, I wonder how it's going to sound. It's more like anticipatory, but like, I mean, just based on like seeing her live a few times and like her music and her spirit and like the authenticity of her and like her basically, from what I understand, she like on her last album was the only writer, you know, like I was like, okay, there's no way she's going to get this wrong. And she didn't. It was like literally her... Her vocal she sent didn't ask for anything else. No, like, can you go back and do this? Like, nothing. No notes. No notes. Actually, everything on the album was that way. Every collab was no notes, which is pretty cool. BTS. Yes. Who? Yes. It's a great song. Thank you. I love that song. What do you learn from working with them on Make It Right that you bring with you for him? Yeah, I just honestly, I mean, sadly, we didn't get to be in the studio together. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't, like, front about that, you know, because they're, crazy busy probably the busiest artists in the world i would imagine you know like yeah. i mean it's just being wild. so massive globally um i mean arguably the biggest band working with them and like understanding make it right do you you must learn something about that creative process because it is different like yeah that had to have been one of the most unique if not the most unique that collaboration was, on the album it was well so i mean the, the make it right process especially because that one was like 
like being sent the lyrics, obviously, and then sort of like the overall message of the song, and then being asked to like not just sing a literal translation to write my own lyrics that are sort of in the same vibe and and like I was like you know like nervous to do something like that. I was nervous to even do it because like I met them once and on the way out of meeting them. They were like, do you want to do this remix of our song, Make It Right? And I was just like crazy. And then they're like, oh, by the way, you're going to be the first vocalist on the song. Like, You know what I mean? Like, that's like a hot entrance. It's really crazy for me. So the fact that their fan base has been so receptive is, I mean, crazy and amazing. By the way, Very that, sweet. that is extraordinary to have a feature, but start the record. I know. I, I, I'm like, why would you want me on the other side to start? Like, what? Yeah, did you ever so ask them, like, why, why they picked you? Um... I, I guess I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine just because there was kind of a lot of um, covers circulating on like from like their live streams and stuff. And when I met them, like they were showing me like playlists of um, like a few of them had like playlists of loud songs and their favorite loud songs. So I was like, this is really sweet. So. When, when you are working on a song with them, is there a certain member you're in communication with? Like how does that whole process work? No, not not really. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely, you know, it's a I think a pretty big team. So it was a lot of it was kind of through like uh my management and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. El Tejano. Who, who who did you meet at this reasonably priced Mexican establishment in the valley? <laughs> that song's a fantasy song, I'll be honest. Get the fuck out of here. No, it is. I would go there so much. <laughs> and it's like of course you of course you meet people. It's like a bar it's like the most common place you meet people is at bars. Um but I think, right? Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I go to the <laughs> library to meet people exclusively. That's probably better because none of none of the relationships I've had have lasted. So maybe I'm doing this all He's wrong. Never had a relationship, so that's not really? the right way to go either. Dude, uh, yeah, it's really sad. But this isn't about me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why he does this. He's like, this isn't about me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I have no love. But so you go to this bar, El Tejano, which is a real bar. Yeah, which a lot of so musicians it's, it's go in, to. It's in yeah, it's in North Hollywood. We shot the music video there. The concept of the music video is I eat a, a pepper so spicy that it sends me into a hallucinogenic trip. And the place <laughs> becomes super trippy. It's probably my the most fun music video on the album. Um, is this the red lauf then? The spicy Yeah, spicy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's, it's heavily spicy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was just me and my friends. You know, I moved to L.A. like three and a half years ago. And we'd always joked about making um, a song about the place. And, uh, and then we tried a few times. It didn't quite work out. And then we got together one day and we finally did and i was like okay hell yeah let's go it's a great record. And there's a lot of really wacky lyrics in it if you listen close there's lyrics about like friends the tv show and yes getting... phoebe you had a shout out to yeah. phoebe she's my favorite we wanted her to be in the music video <laughs> she's my favorite once Not i heard obviously that obviously didn't like, yes. work out but she's amazing <laughs> so funny and then you know there's like the um getting drunk and pretending that i can dance mm -hmm. like i love that like describes me so well <laughs> i'm not good dancing although i'm working on it i'm learning this year that and freestyling wait freestyle. oh freestyle for us let's see what you got Hold i on. can't i'm not ready to do it in public yet no way well, no way when you're ready when i'm ready next time i'm here yeah please make your debut that'd be amazing also like is freestyling something you can learn isn't that something mm -hmm. you're just born with the no, ability to do? learn i mean i i've been told by people it's just practice you know my brain's getting faster and faster and for me, it's this exercise, one, of confidence because yeah. at first I was so afraid to fail. Like, you're like, I'm going to look so stupid. My friends are going to, like, make fun of me, like, blah, blah, blah. They're going to on me and be like, you you suck. And, like, they kind of do. And then you get over it. You just keep doing it and you keep failing and failing and failing and failing. And then you hit, like, a four-bar streak and you're like, all right, like, I, I'm okay. And then you hit, like, a whole verse and you're like, I don't even know where that came from. And it's so cool. It's so exhilarating. So, like, all the new stuff I've been writing past this album has been heavily, like, me just 
my friends starting beats and then me just like getting on the mic and, and just like seeing what happens, you know? Do you take on creative challenges like this to keep it fresh or to like push yeah, yourself? Absolutely. Because I just get bored if I'm doing the same thing. And I get it. Yeah. Like I, I think I always want to be evolving and trying. I think the big goal for me is to try to be get to get closer and closer to the source. I hate to sound like all weird and existential, but I think like all, in my opinion, all amazing art comes from this place that's like not really thought about. It's just sort of viscerally expressed. And like freestyling, for example, I think is probably the best way to do that because you don't have time to think about your lyrics. They just, you get a line and you just go and you're gonna, and you just go and go, go and go. And you, I think you sort of surprise yourself, or at least I do. I'm uh. like, whoa, like that was kind of crazy. I didn't even realize I would say that. I would never thought of that if I sat down with a and pen and paper yourself. or something. It just wouldn't happen. You like open that side up. Yeah. It's just like the subconscious. Like you think about all the things in your brain like that you don't even know and don't even access and stuff. It's like it kind of taps into that, I think. And all cool. this stuff you soak in that exists in there and it can mm -hmm. ta like pull from. Yeah. Um, there's the record featuring Laney is amazing. Mm -hmm. Mina is great. Is there any sort of calculation involved when you create a love song with another guy? Because that is a love song, and it's yeah not the first. Yeah, no, that one was funny. I think we were writing from different pers per, from different perspectives. I made the like demo of it that was only like partially, you know, finished, like very, very minimal. Um, and I was actually writing it from a perspective, admittedly, where I was kind of realizing I was seeing somebody, um, and I was sort of judging myself because I was like, maybe I'm not as invested as I should be. And this is what maybe they would say to me, which was kind of a weird way to write. You know, I felt a little guilty and, but not to get all like sad, but yeah. then, so then we had that and I sent it to Paul from Laney. He was on tour and, um, he like, I don't know, like 20 minutes later sent me a voice memo that was like his verse that he wrote. He was like, I love this dude. Like we should do this together. And then he came back from tour and we got in the studio and, Finished it and yeah, so amazing. You wrote that record from the perspective of somebody that you felt you weren't investing enough, like wasn't being honest enough with, really. Yeah, that is a hard thing I, to do. What I I have to be honest, and I really this thing I'm working on, and I really I'm you know I carry shame about it. Is I definitely have noticed that I tend to fall really quickly, but I think I project a lot of things in a relationship where like maybe there's one or two boxes checked. And, you know, because everybody, they have certain needs or certain desires. And I'm like, oh, they have this, like, they have every single thing that I ever want. And, and they're my wife, or you know. <laughs> and then, you know, and then you just go so hard because yeah. you're, like, so happy and you just absorb it all. And, you're, and then, you know, reality sets in. You're like, okay, maybe not. And it's not like we're a bad match for each other. But I think, like, I've, I don't know. Like, I think I'm always, like, looking for my wife. And it's, like, so, like, I don't know. It's just, it's bad. So, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Because when you meet almost anybody and they have, like, one box checked, it's yeah. zero to a hundred, this could be the person. For real, for real. I don't know. But very, but also it could be the total opposite, too, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Wait, what do you mean exactly? Meaning, like, you could think that somebody is something one day and then the next day realize that they're not. And yeah. then it's hard to tell them that they're not. No, totally. I mean, usually for me, it's like I, I'm just kind of like I um, – I just got to be honest about the way I feel. Not really. It's, I don't think it's really about them. It's more so just about how I feel. But you got to share that. And yeah. that is scary sometimes. No, That's sure. why I ghost people. Yeah. Oh, ghosting. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. That's, see, that, see, you said you didn't have any 
explain him. You're there right. You go. That wow, we found the f- orange. Part. We found yourself. your orange. <laughs> Let's go. Wow. Let's go I would like to thank my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank my dad. Oh I didn't know I had gosh. it in me. Let's go. <laughs> no, I do. I really, it's a chronic thing that I do and it's gross. Oh, man. Um, don't, a minute. don't judge me just, uh, you know, cause no, I don't, we've all been there. I think that both like girls and guys, I think everybody's been there. They ghosted. And I, th- I don't necessarily think it comes from a mean place. It comes from a f- place of fear. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to confront somebody. Like I've been there, That's it. you know, I don't know. We're getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> While we're here. We, uh, okay. What song are you the most connected to off this album? Modern Loneliness. I will. I have a tattoo that says Modern Loneliness. Where I love see that it? song so much. Yeah, sure. Hold on. Mm. Where'd you put it? <laughs> on my arm. Is it new? Um, I got it when I was in tour in Australia. It was like a day where I think I got like three tattoos at once. Um, yeah, it says, yeah, oh, it's sick. right there, Modern Loneliness. That's and I don't know if you can really see it, but yeah. So I got that, I think the same day as I got a 7-Eleven tattoo, which is <laughs> wow. very big. <laughs> what does 7-Eleven mean to you? Honestly, I when I first moved to, actually even when I was in New York, I feel like Whenever I needed a break from like making music, for some reason I idealized this idea of going to 7-Eleven. This was back in the day when I was like working out. I don't work out at all anymore. And I would get like protein bars and I would stand there for like five minutes contemplating if I wanted the Quest bar, which had less calories, or if I wanted the Met RX bar that had higher protein and tasted better, but it had more calories. And it was just like this stupid, <laughs> just like this stupid thing. And I'm like, and I'm like going and finishing it off with a diet coke. And I was just like, what is going on? Oh, I'm so glad I'm past that part of my life. But in order to get past it, you tattoo it. Exactly. <laughs> One time I went into the 7-Eleven right after I got it, and I was like, I was getting a Red Bull. And I was like, can I get this for free? And I showed him the tattoo, and he was like, uh, let, let me talk to my man. <laughs> and he's like, never mind. I'm not even gonna. You can get a Slurpee. And I was like, I don't want a Slurpee. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Are the best. They are the best, but I just needed that caffeine, you know, so I needed the Red Bull. A story of my life. So you got a yeah. 7-Eleven tattoo and you have the MySpace tattoo. Yeah, I have a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have my dog tattooed on me, too. Billy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Got a little Billy. That's it. That's it. I had no idea that was going to be about your dog. <laughs> <laughs> but your dog is you. Yeah. Uh, Lonely Eyes is one of my favorite songs oh, off sweet, the album. man. I appreciate that. It is a beautiful story, mm-hmm. but it really showcases that we're all way more the same than we are different. Yeah. Is that written about one person, a series of people? Because anybody can have lonely eyes. Um, I think it was mostly inspired by one experience, you know, um, in the beginning of like, you know, trying to see somebody. But I was in a place where I was super, this is actually right before I kind of really got to like my rock bottom at 2019. Where I was just in a bad place and I was super lonely and I think I was trying to fill that void. And um, But it was this kind of situation where like, um, they, I mean, they did actually literally, I mean, it's not that they didn't speak English. They, like, literally, but they're, like, from a different country and, like, English wasn't their first language. And so there's that lyric about, we might speak different languages, like, that whole thing. Um, but I also feel like it's, like, you know, we're, like, two different people and we're not really, like, right for each other. But we're both kind of relate to each other in the sense of, like, we're both lonely. Yeah, and you can understand you know? it just yeah. by looking at them. So Your eyes tell stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool, and the production is amazing. Thank you. Really compliments it. Yeah, it is yeah, sick. Like the, the moment of silence, fucking builds yeah, perfect. He knows. That's great. I love that. I appreciate that. How do you see music? Is it your diary? Is it your journal? It's just my. I think everybody says it's like my therapy. Like I'm, I need to think of a better. <laughs> it's like my place to go, and 
have a safe conversation about what's happening in my life and make realizations about my life, you know? Um, it's where I go with my best friends and we sit in a room and I whine about what's happening in my life or don't whine. We talk about whatever it is. And then we just say, like, let's just flow on that and, like, really figure that out. So it's, yeah, it's really nice. I believe the tweet earlier was songs hit when words don't or something like that. Yes, yes. Because I feel like sometimes I don't know. I overthink what I'm going to say in a situation or what I'm going to type or whatever. I'm going to tweet and then I delete it. and then. But it's like in a song, it's like sort of like this way where I subconsciously get it out. And I don't know. It just does it in a different way. It's pretty special to do it with people that you feel safe around. Yeah. Like you and Michael Pollock have been making music for ever. Yep. I'm oh. so happy for him. He's a writer on Memories, Maroon 5, number one at pop radio. It is unbelievable. He's so gifted. He's so gifted. It, like, it makes me nauseous. Yeah. It's, it, it, but what you two have is unique and special. Yeah. Like, it, it's, I don't, you must feel safe in the studio. Yeah. Because you've been, pra- I do. is it, is he on every song off this album or most a of them? A lot of them. Yeah. A ton of them. Like him and also my, one of my best friends, Michael Matasic. You know, we write, we, all three of us write together. Me and Matasic created I Like Me Better together. We've done a bunch of songs together. So those are kind of my crew. Also, shout out Johnny Simpson. Like he's a producer I worked with a lot. He helped me finish a lot of the songs. He's amazing. This album deserves your ear. It's called How I'm Feeling. It is spectacular. I thank you for sharing it and opening no, up in that way. Of course. It's, I have, I have a more questions. Slaps. Yeah. So the song like "Come So Lonely." I know it's been out for a while, but is there a strategy behind writing like darker, sadder lyrics with a more upbeat? That's the production? funny thing is I get asked this, and honestly, no. Like I just I don't know. I feel like this happens to me a lot where I write like darker lyrics, but it happens over. Like I made the beat first, and it's obviously like a fun upbeat vibe. But for some reason, those lyrics were the ones that were inspired. I don't know. Maybe it's to make. Things that tell, if you really dig into it, tell a sad story, but they don't make you feel like super down on yourself and like depressed and so on, you know. It's like crying with a smile. That's a cool way to put it. I like that. Crying with a smile. You should coin that. You can have it, but then give me a little percentage. (laughs) Got you. All right, cool. (laughs) Wow. Writing credit. (laughs) That should be like a shirt. Crying with a smile. Let's do it. That's dope. But also I feel like modern loneliness is kind of similar in that way too. It gets very uplifting at the end, but it's still kind of a sadder song. Yeah. That one contemplates a lot in my life for sure. Modern Loneliness, How I'm Feeling, out March 6th. Listen and enjoy the shades, the rainbow of yes. Ari. Thank you. I appreciate you very much, man. Dude, I appreciate you. It's, it's, this is always like my favorite place to come just because we really dig in. So I appreciate that. Well, I thank you for taking the time and the energy and for creating art, man. Thank yeah, you. Hell yeah. Ari. Thank wow. you. Wow. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.